1: Welcome into the CHGO Fire podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO. When you sign up, I am Pat McCraney. He is Alex Campbell. And it is the fire offseason, but we're not here to talk about the fire today.
0: Uh, nope. I mean, there might be a, a quick fire mentioned down later in, in the group rundown, but we will keep it to a minimum if we can.
1: We are talking about the FIFA World Cup, which kicks off Sunday in Qatar. It's snowing outside. Wait, that makes it really,
2: really weird. They're playing the World Cup in five days. What? Four yeah. days? Yeah, it's right. It's, is this really? Is this for real?
1: If you're new to this, <laughs> you don't really remember it. This is every four years, and typically oh it's during the summer in the northern hemisphere, mm. uh, when all the league seasons, other than MLS and a handful of others, are off. So it fits nicely within the window. But sense. this year, because it was going to be 120 <sighs> degrees. Yeah. They had to move it to the winter yeah. and uh, screw up the entire European League calendar to do so.
2: So good job, Sepp Blatter.
1: That's not the only weird thing about this World Cup, but we're here to focus on the football today, not the uh, the rest of it. The rest of it, which is something I it makes it hard to enjoy when you think about the rest of it.
0: Yeah, now the, the rest of it's pretty rough with the uh, the thousands of migrant workers who have died and the people whose lives have been abended to make this possible. And the fact that it's just, yeah, everybody knows it was awarded shadily. Um, And now rather than players having a month to prepare for the tournament, they're all arriving right now and uh, they'll be showing up and playing games within a few days. Qatar against Ecuador is Sunday night and it goes from there.
1: All right, so let's take a look at Group A. Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Dutch. News out this morning
0: that uh, Sadio Mane is going to miss the, quote, first games. That is games with an S for Senegal. So Mm. that was a concern after he picked up an injury for Bayern last weekend, which is going to really, I think, throw this group into a bit of a mix, Pat, because while the Netherlands certainly have made a, a name for themselves in recent World Cups with reaching finals, like the US, they didn't qualify last time, and they've got a couple flaws that make them a little hard to trust, in my mind.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think the Dutch uh, are probably the favorites here. Even if it's a, uh, you know, you never know what you're getting with the Netherlands. You're always getting a collection of talent. You don't know if it's going to form and gel into a team. Um, and, you know, in I think every other World Cup, the uh, host has moved out of the group stage but I don't see that happening here for a lot of reasons either so I, I think the Dutch are probably the favorites here and then with your uh information there about Sadio Mane um you know what I feel I still think I might give it to Senegal I still think I might over so my initial
0: prediction I had S- Senegal and Ecuador going through and the Netherlands missing out just because interesting while the Netherlands have great center back depth they've got the likes likes of uh, Matthias De Ligt, Stefan De Vrij, Virgil van Dijk, Nathan Ake they have Frankie De Jong in midfield. Louis Van Hall, their manager, has been battling cancer, and so there's a bit of like a, an emotional motivation nuts. thing there. But who is going to score the goals from them? They've got Luke de Jong, Vincent Janssen, yes, that guy who did not score at Tottenham, and Vout Veghorst as their out yeah. and out number nines on this team. Memphis Depay is there. They also don't have great goalkeeping. Um, you know, it's just other than center back, I just don't trust this team. I think Ecuador is going to be a really fun team to watch. I have them getting out of this group, and whether they do or not, they're a fun team, they're young, very much an underdog mentality. They may or may not have a guy on the roster who isn't actually Ecuadorian, but do do some weird screw up, some loopholes with visas. He is here anyway. Uh, the guys to watch for Ecuador are a Brighton and Hove Albion pairing of Moses Caicedo and Pervis uh in defensive midfield and at left-back, respectively. Um, Their problem also up top, they're still relying on Ener Valencia to score goals for them at 30-something years old. So I think that could be a concern here. I think goal scoring could be a concern throughout this group, especially if Mane can't go for Senegal.
1: So I'm taking the Dutch and Senegal. You're taking Ecuador Ecuador and Senegal. Is that right?
0: That was my initial prediction. Mane's injury makes me think maybe I should flip the Netherlands and Senegal in terms of who's getting out of the group. But we agree. Qatar's not getting out of this group. Their big thing is that they have a lot of experience playing together because they all play in the Qatari Stars League. The federation has been able to engineer more international matches for this team in the build up to the World Cup, but when the rubber meets the road, they're just not going to be good enough, I don't right. think.
1: Uh Group B is the one we all care the most about. England, Iran, the United States of America, and
2: Wales. Uh my bad i don't know why that didn't show up hold on let me add that real quick it's the give me a one minute. we needed the most i know yeah give me a minute here
1: like i said england iran the united states and wales buying lawrence a little more time there
0: yeah no. england uh england's really really good uh, i don't i think you know if you're a fan of the premier league you know that harry kane is really really damn good their midfield and attacking depth is completely insane but maybe similar to how some US fans feel about our team England has a manager who a lot of their fans feel is really holding them back in in Gareth Southgate who plays some pretty defensive tactics um seems to really like Harry Maguire a lot despite the fact that he can't get on the field for Manchester United so e- England if England struggle at any point in this tournament it's going to be because they be because they got in their own way i don't think yeah. because they've got they were clearly the worst team in any game you know, there's all the flags and i mean england's got a lot of recent good tournament pedigree they you know reached the semi-finals of the last world cup they reached the final of the most recent euros so this is a team that i think we should all expect to go pretty far and i have them winning this group pretty easily
1: yeah i agree i think england wins the group uh like you said agree entirely the only way england doesn't win the group is if england gets in their own way um iran has an interesting situation going on where uh i don't know this has been resolved at least yesterday there was some question as to whether some of the players who had been uh aligning themselves with the protests going on there weren't going to be allowed to go um that could hurt them it seems
0: like everyone has showed up but it's i I think you got to think about where their heads are at in terms of this what's going on back in iran for those who are unfamiliar there's mass protests been going on for a couple months largely led by young women about the you know the regime's rules there on you know personal freedoms for women particularly in society and basically all marginalized groups there was an abhorrent report out yesterday that the iranian parliament has sentenced 14,000 protesters to death for their role oh, in those yeah. protests the pressure are from the international community on fifa and on Iran has been really significant so if if these players who we could assume have a mix of views on this on those subjects if these players are able to concentrate on the soccer it's going to be really impressive um they're going to go as far as Mehdi Turemi and Sardar Osmond their striker duo take them Tarami's at Porto Osmoon at Bayer Leverkusen I believe um they just hired Carlos Queiroz to be their coach again he was their coach a couple of years ago at the World Cup and He's known for being incredibly defensive. So I think it's basically going to be Iran's going to sit back and hope those two star strikers can get them a few goals um, because they just really don't have a lot of top-level talent behind those two.
1: The uh, third team in the group is, of course, the Americans. Um, I have felt various levels of positivity and negativity toward this team. And I think because of the 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 two most recent friendlies against saudi arabia which was zero zero and against japan which uh japan won two nothing i don't have high hopes going into this world cup um
0: but at the same time no one played well in that window england lost both their games so like i i think i think we've seen also in recent club games with this weird schedule no one who was going to the world cup is really giving 110 percent right now like it's Everyone is really coasting into this. And the thing that hey, was Gareth Bale
1: came on for those six minutes and gave it his all in that MLS cup final.
0: <laughs> yes. The fastest he'd ever run all season was in the, uh, the goal <laughs> celebration of that goal. Um, no, I think the concern for me was in that Japan game, just the banging our heads against the wall, asking Aaron long to hit cross field passes. Yeah. And can't hit. Now maybe Tim Ream comes in and solves that problem. This group is young. They're really talented. I think they're underrated largely because some of them aren't as well known, you know, globally, you know, especially if you're someone who consumes a lot of English-based soccer media, there's still this really strong anti-American bias in the way the English media talks about American players. That's changed a little bit with the likes of Polisic having an impact at Chelsea a bit over the last couple of years and the increase in Americans in Europe. But I just, I don't think this team is, as much of a known quantity to a lot of people who are going to be watching this tournament. Um, Obviously the biggest thing that gets in the US's way is Greg Berhalter. And you know, it's, it's kind of confusing because the way he picked the roster seems to suggest he suddenly cares about club form and about who's playing well right now, as opposed to system fit, which has been the clear priority the entire time. So, I mean, I was shocked that Ricardo Pepe is not on this roster both because he's been Greg Berhalter's guy and because he's playing well recently I mean, I, I I guess we we're just gonna have to kind of shrug and wait for that Wales game because I think the U.S. I don't know if it's a must win game, it's a must not lose game. Against I was the just Wales. gonna say the same thing.
1: Yeah, it, it's it if you're considering that England is the clear favorite here and Iran is 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 probably the fourth place team, that first game Monday one o'clock against uh, Wales is absolutely vital for the U.S. to not lose. Uh, a draw probably puts you in some sort of goal differential situation, and a win get, puts you in, in a very good position going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, if you're the Americans, the the ideal quote-unquote formula here is you beat Wales, you draw England, and then you see what you need to do against Iran yeah. because four points is often enough to get out of these groups. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of teams to get to, so we can't dwell on the Americans too long. Maybe we could save that for another day. Wales, I mean, this team has done well in tournaments. They've overachieved. In European championships in recent years. This is their first World Cup in absolutely forever, but this team's old. It's got no depth. Chris Gunter is playing for AFC Wimbledon in League Two. I mean, th- it's just this is a team that's going to need spectacular moments by a couple key people like Bale if they're going to get anywhere. I have them finishing bottom of this group. I've got England winning it easily and the US just edging out Iran to get out of here.
1: Interesting. I would say I, I would flip Wales in Iran, but I, I like what you're thinking there. And I, I don't think the U.S. has a strong showing to get out, but I think they they might barely just get out of the group, and then and then, you know, we'll see what they can do.
0: Group C. Group C. We've got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Um, Argentina, Pat, the second betting favorite to win this entire yeah. tournament. Lionel Messi's final World Cup. Yes, they have some other guys, but Messi has dialed back the years this season at PSG, really embracing more of a playmaking role in a team full of all-star attackers, which is what Argentina has going. And I think watching Messi play the way he's playing right now should be pretty terrifying for the other three teams in this group.
1: I think Argentina is going to roll this group, Alex. I I don't think that there's going to be much question about it. Um, Saudi Arabia is probably the weakest team, one of the might be teams the worst
0: of- team at the tournament. Um, yep. you know, it's just, yes, they drew the u s. in a terrible game in Spain in front of zero people. That's the other thing to kind of quickly make an american note reference. Big games, this young group of u s. players shows up. games with no stakes. they kind of walk yeah. through and don't seem to give much of shit. So the kind of the whole world what we're all hoping there is that they treat these games like they treated Mexico games and step up and care a lot about them speaking of mexico um i mean mexico finishes second in their world cup group every single time it is just what they do that said this is not as strong a mexico team um they left this is the both, worst
1: uh, mexico team i can remember
0: they left both um santi jimenez who's playing very well in the netherlands right now and um diego linez mm-hmm. at home i mean they just took an old roster i mean there are just a lot of old dudes on this team they're gonna need chucky lozano to just pull rabbits out of hats to do anything here
1: i think that the second place in this group pretty clearly comes down to mexico and poland which is kind of a fun clash of chicago immigrant uh yeah there will be i'm
0: sure no shortage of people here in chicago very interested in that match um poland's got kankowski playing for poland by the way sorry
1: Former uh, Chicago Fire player, Shabashwa Frankowski. Yes, Frankowski.
0: Poland. Frankie is on the Poland squad. He's done pretty well, it seems, in France recently. And they've got Lewandowski, which gives them a chance in any match. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if that, it's going to be weird to say this, but if the Mexico Poland match ends in a draw, it's going to be who beats up Saudi Arabia better. And yep, exactly. On the one hand, I feel like that gives Poland an edge because they've got Lewandowski. However, I've got Mexico finishing second in this group because it happens literally every time, you know, somehow. And so I just got to, I'm not going to bet against Mexico finishing second and then losing in their next game.
1: That feels right. Argentina and Mexico for me as well. On that note, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in and place a Stepped Up Same Game Parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA and the World Cup, I believe. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: We are also brought to you by GameTime, the hottest new ticketing site, making it easier than ever to secure great seats at great discounts at the last minute. Your favorite sporting events you can maybe go sit courtside or right in the middle of the action at a bowls game this season. You can go check out the bears. Shout out to everybody who was at the chgo tailgate round two this past week. Hopefully, have more of those coming up this season. So maybe check
2: out game. Oh, five, yeah, game man, one. that was round three actually. Round uh, three, uh, but uh, our next one will be on December 4th against the Green Bay. So go watch
0: Aaron Rodgers cry. Go watch him lose and use game time to save money on great seats there. So you can join over 15 million people who have downloaded game time already. If you love CHGO, you'll love game time. And it's a great way to support us if you buy tickets using the link in the description. So, Pat, Group D is really intriguing because we've got France and Denmark in here, plus Australia and Tunisia Mm -hmm. uh there's been a recent curse with defending champions to not get out of the group and France have some big injuries from the last time we saw them in a World Cup notably the midfield duo of N'Golo Kante and Paul Pogba will both be out with injury but they're gonna beat Australia and Tunisia right
1: you would think you know I although uh It was hard to believe in 2018 that Germany wouldn't make it out of the group. It was hard to believe in 2014 that Spain wouldn't make it out of the group. But the defending champion last few times around has not made it out of the group. That said, even with those injuries, I think the French advance here.
0: Also, this is um, kind of the good morals group because both Denmark and Australia have probably been the most vocal actual (laughs) teams and players about the situation in Qatar. Uh, FIFA told Denmark this past week that they couldn't wear warm-up t-shirts in support of lgbtq rights it's pretty bad um australia and their kits
1: are like completely uh grayed or blacked out yeah so
0: hummel who's the kit maker for denmark is a danish-based company and the hummel logo which normally would go right here is just going to be stitched in it's going to be red like the jersey as is denmark's crest it's normally a white crest on a red background or red on white And they're just going to be the same color as the shirts. So they'll be there. But at first glance, it's going to look like there's no logos on the upper chest of the shirts. And then Australia released a video in which every player on the team contributed, you know, saying things about, like, the way workers have been treated and, again, the way the LGBT community is treated. So I I think, you know, that makes both of these teams easy to root for. I've seen a lot of people bet on Denmark as a dark horse to win this tournament, or not maybe win the tournament, I should say, but to to go far in this tournament. But I do really wonder how much you can rely on Christian Eriksson. I think we're all still a little nervous watching him right. play soccer. And if he Denmark will go as far as he's able to drive them, I think, in this tournament. I have them getting out of the group. I've got France winning it. And Tunisia and Australia just not quite having enough. By the way, if you're a World Cup tune-in person, Wabi Khazri is still playing for Tunisia. And he's only <laughs> like 31 years old, even though he was at Sunderland, what felt like, like 15 years ago.
1: Yeah, agreed, Alex. France and Denmark for me. Um, and it is it is going to be odd watching Ericsson play at another international tournament. You know considering what happened with his heart condition last time, where we thought he died on the field, but uh, thankfully he didn't, and he's back and he's healthy, and hopefully everything goes well for him this time around.
0: Yeah, and the thing for me that's got France outweighing it is that even if there's so much drama in this damn team, like guys are like always, it seems like there's always some crazy story. Always, um, they've got Benzema and Mbappe up top, and like <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do about that anyway, groupie. Costa Rica, Spain, Germany and Japan. And this group, Pat, I love this I, group. I think is going to be really interesting because I'll just say this off the top, I don't think both Spain and Germany are getting out of here.
1: Japan is uh is a force to be reckoned with, I think. Um it's uh you know, Costa Rica, Francisco Calvo have absolutely no chance uh considering the the weight of this group. And and yeah, I think it comes down to the easy pick would be Spain and Germany both get out, um, but I do think Japan's going to find a way. I agree. I completely agree with you. So that leaves if Costa Rica's fourth, and we think Japan takes one of the top two spots, who finishes in the other two spots of the two European teams? And that that's I think Spain gets out, maybe Germany misses, but it's hard to bet against the Germans too.
0: Yeah, it's hard to bet against the Germans, but if you look at that squad right now, defensively, just I don't trust them at the back outside of maybe Antonio Rudiger. Um, But I just, especially at fullback, they just, they've kind of always been a little weak at left back and now they really don't have any fullbacks who I trust on either side of that team. They've got a lot of young talent in midfield, the likes of Jamal Musiala, Kai Havertz, obviously they got Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka from Bayern holding things down in the middle. But they also have a forward problem. They, they brought up a couple uncapped strikers. Uh, Yusufa Makoko, teenager from Dortmund, and a guy named Fulkrug, I think, from Werder Bremen. Um, Timo Werner's out injured. Um, and so just I I just don't. He, they I always get, have a yeah.
1: forward issue. Even though Miroslav Klose, I think, is still the leading scorer in the history of the World Cup, they always seem to have a for- They don't create nines in Germany.
0: No, Mario did. Gomez was the nine for the Germans for a while, and he—I mean, he right, did it. Right. He did it serviceably, but just—I
2: can't you know, let that was... joke pass. They—they they don't create nines. Nine, of course they do. Come on, I'm better I than
1: joke. that. I should—I should have noticed it when I said it, Lawrence. Sorry, I'm sorry. Alex. That's a dad a joke,
2: joke, joke over here. Sorry, it's
0: a great yeah. joke. Um, yeah, so I mean Costa Rica, yeah, I think they're bottom of this group. Shout out to King Kalor Navas, who will make some crazy saves because that's what <laughs> Kaylor does. But this team is so old. Joel Campbell, Celso Borges, 38-year-old Brian Ruiz, they are all still, <laughs> still here. There. They're still here. Also, they have Francisco Calvo starting on defense. So, you know, fire fire fans you know, no, but yeah, I think I think the US got a taste of Japan's underratedness, and mm-hmm. this is gonna sound stereotypical, but they are a well-oiled machine of a team. Matoma, um, who Brighton signed to this summer, he looks like the real deal can play on the wing or can play up top. And I just think, I just, again, we kind of saw Japan last World Cup, surprise a few people and get out of their group. And I just think this team is going to have enough consistency to ride out the wave of Spain and Germany. I've got the Spanish going through. This is not the Spain team of your older brother or you know, 15 years ago, they they still are they're still employing Alvaro Morata as a striker. Yeah. There's a mixture of really young guys like Gabi and Pedri on this team. Gabi's 18 years old still, but then they've also still got Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets out there playing big minutes. It's it's a kind of a weird team. I don't think they're capable of winning the whole thing, even though they're rated by the bookmakers pretty highly. But I think they'll get out of what I think is gonna be a mess of a group.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got Spain and Japan going through it, Lawrence. It's just comes down to this. There's just too much Tomayasu.
2: That's right. Although I did I did like hearing Joel Campbell's name. Yes, love that. Yes. guy. yeah. That's yeah. that's a like, throwback. Oh yes.
0: Remember a guy Joel Campbell's a great
2: remember a guy soccer player. Oh man, I just always rooted for him when he was on the Arsenal, the mighty
1: five points clear Arsenal. It's too bad Andre Arshavin isn't playing in this oh. cup. Yeah. Speaking of teams that aren't playing in the World Cup, can we believe Norway is not in this World Cup?
0: Seriously. I, I think, again, we've had this we've had this discussion off air, um, and this is with all due respect to people who are professional soccer players and thus very very good. How bad do the other nine players on yep. the field have to be if you have Erling Holland and Martin Odegaard? You have How? perhaps
1: the two best players in the Premier League this season. In and, Erling Holland and Martin Odegaard. They are easily in the, both in the top 10. And, and I amazing. think Holland runs away with the top spot, but um, yeah, the others are probably
0: just not up to snuff. Hey, at least Holland didn't choose to play for England. Cause that would have been terrifying. Oh God. Cause yeah, he could have. Uh, so that yep. would have been um, yep. born in England, born in Leeds, But So could have Gio Reyna or Eunice Musa or an Anthony Robinson. And we got all those guys. So it's fine. Group F Belgium, Canada, Yes, Canada, if you haven't been paying attention, they're doing some fun stuff. Morocco and Croatia. I think this group could finish in literally any order. Well,
1: I don't see the Belgians finishing fourth.
0: No, that seems unlikely. But my concern, I guess, with Belgium is just that defense is still the same dudes. They're all really old now. Um Eden Hazard's older, Lukaku is yeah. inconsistent and older. Uh, Thomas Munye who's been their right wing back for the last couple of years, he's got a long term knee injury, I think, that's kept him out for Dortmund most of the season. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think they'll still score some goals. I mean, they have Kevin De Bruyne, which makes them dangerous in a game, but I really don't trust their defense at this point. And at the age of guys like Vertonghen and Alderweireld, they're just not the players they were when the entire team was built on this idea that they were basically playing a 3 two, 5 formation, and it was okay because you had three athletic center backs and Thibaut Courtois in goal, and now that defense isn't what it was, and so where does that leave them? Um, We're going to see Brighton's Leandro Trossard probably playing in that left wingback spot for them. He's been really excellent in the Premier League this year, but yeah, just so many aging players on this team. And I'm not sure how much De Bruyne and Magic is going to be able to power them forward. I, I've got them winning this group in a nail biter. I don't think anyone's going to get through this group particularly. five clearly. point group. Clearly. Yeah, I think somebody wins yeah. this group with like six points. Like, I think yeah. that's probably going to happen here. And Belgium just has raw talent that's going to push them through in my mind. Yeah, that that's what I feel
1: like. If you haven't seen Canada, they're a lot of fun. We are questioning uh, what's the latest on Alfonso Davies' health? I, I know so that this was-
0: Alfonso's hurt. Um, yeah. He's kind of in a Weston McKinney situation, it sounds like, which is that he's going to train this week, but he's not going to be fully fit for that first game. Yeah. Um, my biggest concern for Canada, though, isn't the health of Alfonso Davies. It's that all of these games are being played on full size soccer fields on grass, and it's warm outside. <laughs> not frozen turf fields in Canada that are not wide enough for FIFA regulation and shouldn't have fields. been allowed to have be been played on covered in snow. Like I, I I legit think this is a this is a problem for Canada. They've got they've generally played a back three and they only brought four natural center backs on this roster, yes. which again it's Canada, they only have so many high-level soccer players, so they are a little limited, but they've got some really slow center backs. And if this defense gets stretched, I think they could be a sieve for goals. Now they're really fun up the field. You've got Alfonso Davies, you've got Jonathan David from Lille, who's very promising, born in America, by the way, born in New York City. Down him and Tim Weah were born like weeks apart, like yes. blocks apart from each other. Um Kyle Laren has been an excellent form in Turkey for a couple of years now. He's a very good striker. Uh Steven Ostacchio, who plays at Porto in defensive midfield, is really good, but I am concerned about Canada defensively. And again, they played in CONCACAF largely relying on home performances in hilariously unsoccer conditions. I'm a little concerned when you put them on the full sized fields of the World Cup that their defense could get stretched out really badly.
1: With this group, you got Morocco and Croatia closing it out. I. I think the Belgians go through top, and I think it's it's such a crapshoot. I've three. got
0: Canada because they've just got some magic right That's now. Fine. Like It doesn't make sense how they're getting results. Morocco is going to be better than the team. The U.S. beat 3-0 in Cincinnati mm-hmm. over the summer. Uh, when I was at that game in person, every Morocco fan basically told me they just freaking hated the manager. They did fire that guy, <laughs> and because they fired that guy, Hakim Ziyech is back in the team. He's their mm-hmm. best player. He gives them a puncher's chance. This Croatia team is basically the same Croatia team that went to the World Cup final four years ago, but they're all four years older. Yep. And yeah, they're unbelievable, to some of these guys, but just you cannot be asking a bunch of guys in their mid to late 30s to still play these kind of minutes. I don't know where they're getting goals from in this team. And again, they're just aging. And I think this, the World Cup is a young man's tournament. And eventually, I think Father Time here catches up to Croatia and they stumble a bit.
1: I'm going Belgium and Morocco.
0: Yeah, I I think Morocco could get out of here. It depends. If Canada can find a way to not give up a ton of goals, Canada's going to score. Like, I'm not worried about Canada's offense, but Canada's defense does worry me.
1: Uh, Let's look ahead at, uh, for the DraftKings pick of the week, we figured we'd just look at the odds of the teams to win the whole thing and and see what we thought. Uh, DraftKings has Brazil at plus 400, Argentina plus 500. France, the defending champs are plus 700. England and Spain are plus 850. Germany's plus 1,000. And if you cared to bet on either the U.S. or Mexico, plus 13,000. Who do you feel like is taking this one, Alex?
0: So we might be jumping ahead a bit in the podcast, and we can talk about how we get there later. But I've got Brazil. Yes, they're the favorite. Yes, it's boring. But in a World Cup where there's no team, like, that is clearly perfect to me. France, you would think on paper, but their squad mm. should be the favorites, but defending champs, inter-squad fighting. I just think Brazil are so talented right now. I think they have found largely a tactical system with Neymar playing as kind of a free number 10. That seems to work for them. Obviously, Gabriel Jesus is in great form at Arsenal right now. I I just think I think Brazil are going to find a way to get through the end of this i've got them beating argentina actually in the semifinals we can talk about that later which would be a match for the ages but i I, i've it's boring but i've got brazil
1: i got argentina i feel like messi takes it in his
0: final appearance for argentina Um, if argentina wins the world cup does messi retire on the spot
1: no i think he's still got business to do in mls with beckham
2: Mm. he's got tax problems doesn't he uh, I mean, everybody who's ever played in spain has tax problems I, think. I just i want to mention to the listeners that uh patrick is going along with the fifa video game simulation yes i am and we i believe it's like they've predicted correctly it's either four of the last five winners or five of the last six so if you are making those DraftKings bets and you should signing up with the code chgo um i just i like your pick patrick
0: also, that simulation has what I think is like the the best case scenario for the United States, which is getting to the quarterfinal and then getting smacked by Argentina.
1: That's about as far. I don't see the U.S. getting that far. Um, we sh- we didn't actually predict how far they'd get if they got out of the group. I feel like they are one game and then done.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like the round of 16, based on the possible opponents there, you're looking at Senegal, Ecuador, and the Dutch, and I'm not like scared of any of those teams. So I think... I think that round of 16 games kind of a coin flip if the U.S. get there. Um, Although I would say this, Alex, the
1: last time we were this young and the last time I had this low of expectations was 2002.
0: And they should have gone to a semifinal, if not for a very obvious handball by Torsten Frings, That's off exactly a right. shot by Greg Burhalter. <laughs> there it is. Greg there Berhalter is. should have scored a quarterfinal winning goal for the United States of America in Korea and Japan in 2002. And I think then we would have played the um, R9 Ronaldo Brazil team in that semifinal, which good, good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that. Anyway, uh, two more groups to cover group G Brazil,
1: Serbia, gerdon Shakiri's Switzerland. I would refer to them as Granite Jackas Switzerland and Cameroon. So this is not
0: like, this is weird, right? Three of these teams were in the same group last time. Those first three Brazil Serbia and Switzerland were all in the same World Cup group in Russia. Um, the Switzerland Serbia match has all sorts of political stuff built into it because of the Albanian refugees or descendants of Albanian refugees, the likes of Shakiri and Jaka who are in that Swiss team. Shakiri scored, did the double eagle, took off yep. his shirt, did that awesome pose where he just looks hilariously muscular. Um, so I think those I think that's going to be an interesting battle. Uh, this Cameroon team, a couple of um, you know MLS fans will know Nuhu from Seattle. He's in this team. They've got Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting from Bayern Munich, who's actually been in pretty good form lately. He's up top, um, but yeah, I think Brazil rolls this group. I've got Serbia second because Me Alexander too. Mitrovic is just on one right now.
1: Yep, I think I do think uh, we're going to see a very very good Jared on Shakiri. I don't think we'll see him come out asked to come out of games in the 89th minute or anything like that. Uh, you know, it would be, it would be interesting. And I'm not saying, I I hope this, I hope it doesn't happen, but maybe he pushes himself too hard and maybe he does have an injury. And then maybe we go, Oh, well, maybe he was right after all when he was asking to come out of the game with the fire. Maybe he can detect when his hamstrings about to blow out. I don't know. I, I, I wish him well. And I hope that he, he, um, he does well, but I think that, uh, and Granite Chaka's is in great form, too right now, but I, I think it's Brazil and Serbia coming out
0: of this one. I actually think Switzerland end up finishing bottom just because I just don't trust them. I mean their defense is solid. But again, it's again, it's a young man's tournament, and you need somebody who can just win a game on a dime. And Shakiri used to be that guy. Like yeah. there was a time where Switzerland had a shot because Shakiri would do a bicycle kick out of nowhere. <laughs> and like that's how they'd win games. They don't really have that Briel Bolo, who they hoped would be like this world class striker by now. Has not really stayed on that trajectory. He's at Monaco now, I believe. So, yeah, Brazil, Romp, and Serbia gets out in second. They've always been a good tournament team, and they are terrifying people. Also, they've got backing up uh, Mitrovic, they've got Dusan Vlahovic, and Jović. So, uh, yeah, yeah, not bad. They're, pre- they're, they're pretty well stocked in the goal scoring department. All right, before we get, imagine to- if
1: Yugoslavia was still one country, just for basketball and soccer purposes, how great they would be. They still um, get, a lot going uh, on there.
0: They still wouldn't have um, Luka Doncic, though. Shout out to Robert Baric and Slovenia. Uh, you know, All right, <laughs> okay, Group H, our last group, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Uh, this is also really intriguing. I think there's a lot of random things going on in this group. Um, I've got, you know, Pat, I was going through last night, and I was listing pros and cons for each team. For Ghana, my pros and my cons are the exact same line. It's gonna. Uh, no, I was gonna say the IUs are still here, and yep. they've got a lot of new recruited talent. Um, that's exciting, but they got a bunch of dudes who have never played together. Also, apparently, their kit man forgot to pack their uniforms, and they're currently being shipped from Ankara <laughs> to Doha as we speak. Uh, so that's not a great omen for how this is going to go. Um, Portugal should be among the betting favorites. Like they are talented enough. However, I just have, I have cons colon S I and like 50 u's because it's just Cristiano Ronaldo right now. That's a disaster. Just, it's a mess. It's like, did he forget that his international captain is his Manchester United teammate? Is that something he did not remember?
1: Yeah, it's, I, I do not think that they make it out of the group. Uh, just, I think they're going to be the biggest upset of the tournament. And I don't think it's a surprise. I think Ronaldo is a bomb that's going to go off on that team in a
0: bad way. I think he's going to Well, this has to been the much. criticism of them is their coach, who Fernando Santos, I think is his name. Don't quote me on that. The criticism of him has been much kind of that he's a big Ronaldo guy and he has structured the team tactics around playing Ronaldo as a nine and really what this team should be doing is they should be playing Zhao Felix centrally and kind of having this Pep Guardiola-esque striker-less system with the likes of, you know, Fernandes and um, Rafael Leao and Bernardo Silva. They've got all this talent, and it's just being stifled because the, they're a solar system that orbits around Ronaldo. I've got them getting out of this group, but like not going anywhere later. I have Uruguay winning this group who are still led by the front line of Luis Suarez and Edinson Cavani. Um, I think the biggest thing, though, for Uruguay is they have Federico Valverde, who is quietly maybe the best player in the world right now.
1: Interesting. I think it's going to be Uruguay and Korea, South Korea getting out of the group. Um, yeah, my. Pro- feel-
0: oh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: It, Ghana feels like a team that should get out of the group because Ghana always seems to find a way to do that. But, um, like I said, I think Portugal self destructs. I think this is the most interesting group of the World Cup for a lot of different reasons too. But um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think
0: Uruguay and, and Korea get out. Yeah, the thing with South Korea is I've got their I've got just pros and I've just got Sun Young Min, and then I have yep. their cons. That they cannot clone Sun hyung Min because he is, this is basically as close to a one man team as you will ever see at a World Cup. Korea, I mean, they've got some good quality players elsewhere on that roster, but it's not like past years where maybe they were a bit, they didn't have a Sun Young Min level singular talent, but they were maybe a better rounded team. Whereas as the last few years have gone on, as Sun Young Min has been going up, I think the overall quality of South Korea's team has been slowly going down. And so, again, I think they could be a big spoiler, though, like they were last time where you get Sun Hyung-min scoring that goal in stoppage time to knock out Germany when he's on, like, the 40-yard break all by himself because Neuer went up for a corner. Like, they're going to make a difference. Sun Hyung-min's going to score some goals. I just don't think they've got enough as a team to get out of here.
1: We'll see. Uh, Any other surprises or issues or things you wanted to address in this uh, this bizarre World Cup that's starting in a few days, Alex?
0: I mean, I'm looking at my predicted round of 16 and how I see this going. Um, I think the biggest upset is that I've got Japan and the United States in the quarterfinals. I have them both losing there on their way. I have Japan beating Belgium in a repeat of that. Crazy round of 16 game from 2018 where Japan led 2-0 and then Nasser Chadley of all people, scored <laughs> on that crazy break off of Lukaku dummy in like the second minute of stoppage time to complete a, a three-goal comeback for the Belgians. I have Japan avenging that loss and eventually losing to Uruguay. I mentioned I have America getting thumped by Messi. A la twenty sixteen Copa America Centenario. It wouldn't feel bad. You know that'd be fine. I'd be, I mean, because my here is my thing with the United States, and I was thinking about this yesterday. An acceptable World Cup would be to not get out of the group only by some weird tiebreaker, like a Senegal fair play points thing from twenty eighteen. Like you tied, you did enough on the field, but something weird happens and you don't get through. Yeah. A good World Cup for the United States is getting out of the group a great world cup for the United States is winning is a, a knockout game. And yeah. it, that's the thing. Um, I, I know also there are some American fans who are hedging their bets because they don't want Greg Berhalter to still be the coach. I would like to see that change. Berhalter does not have a contract extended yet after the world cup. His, con- his current contract is up when the world cup finishes. If you're, if you're looking that far ahead though, I mean, it, wouldn't you
1: trade a fantastic and, and I know we host the next one and that might be the one where we actually have a chance to possibly win it. I don't see that happening still in, in four years, but um, the only world cup you can focus on right now is now. So I'm not worried if, if, if they win the whole thing great for Greg, we'll we'll stick with Greg if, if we need to, I think they make, they should make the change no matter what um, win it on down to failure. I think Greg should be done after this world cup, but I think um, Greg wants
0: to be done. I think, I think my kind of prediction is that Greg Burhalter is going to say, I'm stepping away. I think Greg probably takes a year off. And then I think next winter, he's the hottest commodity in major league soccer for coaching openings a year from now. Um, the other thing, and I, I, I heard this point made by someone, I don't remember who the U S job isn't interesting for the next couple of years. There's a Gold Cup schedule next year by CONCACAF that absolutely nobody wants to play in because we're going to be six months removed from a World Cup and the players will just have all had a crazy intense schedule. All the European stars from like the U.S. and Mexico are going to have no interest in playing for that in that tournament. You're going to see a B team for the U.S. play the Gold Cup next summer. And then because they don't have to qualify for the World Cup, yeah. there is yeah. nothing really intriguing on the horizon. I think the biggest thing is... There is a Copa America in 2024. If I'm the U.S. or Mexico, I am moving mountains to get into that tournament because without having to qualify for the World Cup, that's going to be the only chance to play high-quality opposition in between now and 2026. So that's really the thing if you're a new American manager that you would be looking forward to potentially. So, no, you got to focus on the now Don't worry about it. And as I mentioned earlier, hope that the occasion of the World Cup raises the levels of these young players and that they can produce the kind of performances that we've seen against Mexico, that we've seen in the Gold Cup final, in the Nations League final, where they just seem to reach that next step and be able to perform really high and, you know, hopefully show the world that, you know, these players are for real. It's just not a bunch of potential that you've heard about.
2: Okay, bold prediction time. Uh, How about... We get a manager between this World Cup and this proposed 2024 uh, tournament. How about Ted Lasso? He could
1: be leaving Richmond. We don't know yet. So yeah, or yeah, yeah. or I Coach would, Beard actually that would, be I, would say, I would say I would say Beard is the better choice. Did you see the uh, video
2: that I threw in our Slack channel about? Uh, yes, his, yes, uh, the uh, the Beard Haunted singing romance. Lady Gaga. Amazing, that's, that's worth watching. I love that man, and he's a Gooner. We, yes.
0: we, we, we've gotten some am- amazing American soccer karaoke content in the last 24 hours. <laughs> Yesterday, we both got Coach Beard uh, singing karaoke and we got Rose Lavelle singing karaoke at a U.S. Women's National Team like Players Party and everybody's and just, screaming along. You know. that. So that, that's what the U.S. Men's National Team needs. We need some we need we need video of someone doing karaoke post practice for the U.S. Men's National Team. That's clearly the energy we need to manifest in Qatar.
2: Yeah, works
0: for me.
1: I think our work is done here, boys. You've done Alex, wonderful Alex, you traditionally wrap this show up. I'll let you do it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, thanks for everybody for tuning in. I, and I know these have been a bit sporadic with the fire having nothing of note going on. Jordan Shakiri is the only fire player going to the World Cup. But shout out, Major League Soccer has more players going to this World Cup than any non-top-five European league in the world. So that's, that's a pretty cool thing. It really shows a lot, you know, Canada has the most MLS players not the United States Canada is the most heavily MLS represented country at the World Cup so no best of luck obviously I I know we've got a lot of people who are going to be rooting for the United States it might not be popular to say but I'd like Canada to do well I'm a little I'm a little scared if we could get three of the four cocky calf teams into the route of 16 I think that would be really cool Keep an eye out for any other World Cup-related stuff we may have in store. There will probably be no shortage of things to talk about. Shout out, Lawrence, behind the scenes for making us sound good, making us look good, and doing all that dirty work that doesn't get credit. For Pat, I'm Alex. Thanks for listening, and we will hopefully see you soon. Go, go, USA.